Welcome to Find Your Still Point, a podcast for busy people looking to feel calm in the midst of the chaos of life. I'm your host, Jessica King. I'm a therapist, yoga teacher, wife, mother, business owner, and entrepreneur. I know busy, and I know what it feels like to let busy rule your life. I've spent my career learning ways to cultivate presence and contentment. And you know what? I'm still working on it. I want to share the humanness of this practice and encourage you to embrace all the perfectly imperfect parts just as they show up. In this podcast, I will talk about the challenges we all face while trying to find presence, teach practical skills to reduce stress, and I hope I just keep it real with you guys because life is hard. But as they say, we can do hard things. I infuse modern evidence-based psychotherapy with yoga philosophy and a little touch of neuroscience nerdiness into my style of teaching because I believe when we know more, we do better. I'm here to give you glimpses into my own journey in hopes that somewhere in the mess of it all, you find inspiration to get present with the life that you're living and find your own still point. So let's get started. Hello everyone. Today I have a tip for managing stress and that tip is to stretch. (laughs) I know, I know this is an old story. We all know that it's good for our bodies to stretch. It slows down the aging process by lengthening, otherwise shortening muscles. It helps increase our range of motion. It breaks up adhesions that otherwise cause us pain in the body. But did you also know that it helps us manage stress? It actually has a direct effect on our mental and emotional health. So let me tell you a little bit about how this works, and then I'll guide you through a short practice in stretching some of the major muscle groups in your body and see if you can notice the effects it has once you do it. So I said in a previous podcast, what is stress, that there are certain physiological or autonomic body-based reactions that happen in response to a stressor or trigger. One of these physiological reasons is that the brain, specifically the lower, we call it the reptilian part of our brain, this old part of our brain that the same, it's been the same as long as time. It has been keeping us safe since we were cavemen. So it keeps other animals safe. It detects a stressor or what your brain perceives as a threat, and then it helps you react. So your brain sees this threat and immediately wants to protect you. How beautiful, right? It just wants to keep us safe, and it's all just for our survival. So what happens once it detects the stressor is um, some chemicals get sent out, um, and that process gets started that's going to help you protect yourself. These chemicals, um, they're actually called catecholamines, (laughs) big fancy word, not even sure if I'm pronouncing that right, but simply it's just the juice that gets your system activated. You've probably heard of some of them, um, epinephrine or adrenaline, norepinephrine, dopamine, cortisol also plays a really important role in the stress response system. 
but these chemicals trigger a process that constricts blood flow to some areas. So it's going to constrict or decrease activity in areas like your digestive system and reproductive systems where you don't really need to be using those in um, a safety or survival mode, right? And it's going to direct and increase blood flow and direct energy to other areas of your body that you would need to increase safety, like your arms and your legs and your shoulders, you know, the areas that you're going to need if you need to fight or run away, because this is our fight or fight, fight or flight response. All those chemicals trigger an excitatory emotional response. That is often sensed as fear or excitement, depending on if it feels pleasurable or unpleasurable. So that might be another concept too, is that like oftentimes I talk to folks about the energy of our emotions, because sometimes it's hard to figure out if we are in fear or excitement because they both have the same energy level. They're excitatory. Excitement typically is a more pleasurable experience than fear is. And so we can really get curious about our emotions coming up and um, use that curiosity to help us figure out our experience and what we want to do next. But in the case of our stress response and the survival response, it's wanting us to get primed, to run away or to fight. It actually, that, that sense of fear is a good, is a good sense. It's a good reaction because it's going to keep us safe. So, um, in the case of a true threat of survival, we would be, we would be primed for this, right? We would want to do those things. And that's often why, even though in our day-to-day -day life of stress, we, we're not really at threat of dying or, or being hurt, but it's why it often feels good to go break a sweat and exercise. It really reduces the stress response because it starts moving and discharging all these chemicals from our body to discharging that stress response. Because typically our stressors now are not being followed by a discharge of energy from our system, right? You know, we're just sitting at our desk. We sit at our desk and stew in the stress and, or maybe we go home and plop down on the couch and try to avoid the feelings we're feeling in our body, either with TV or sweets or alcohol or whatever, you know, pick your poison. But we basically just sit in our stress. We just let the stress store up in our bodies and that's what we start to feel as pain and tension and and other and other things that we will continue to talk about later start to happen. But so anyway, it's important to move, right? It's important to move and start discharging these chemicals and it's important to stretch. And here's why. While the stress triggers the excitatory part of our nervous system, the sympathetic or fight or flight, it's what we talked about earlier and in the last episode, but the removal of the stressor triggers the inhibitory part of our nervous system, meaning that in the absence of stress, our body returns to balance where it was originally. So it can rest and restore and be ready for the next threat or stressor. How brilliant, right? Again, it's optimally keeping us safe and helping us survive. Well, I don't know about you, but do any of your days really exist with absolutely no stress or stressor? Not very often. When we're constantly exposed to perceived stressors, we can often stay in this mobilized or active state. We need to be able to send our body, body cues that it's okay to rest and it's okay to restore. Stretching is one of those ways. When we slow the body down, get still, breathe, breathe, 
and stretch those large muscle groups that are otherwise in excitatory mode, we start to signal the body that our parasympathetic nervous system or that rest and digest, that restoring part of our nervous system can start to take over. As the parasympathetic comes online, the blood flow returns to our organs, muscle tension starts to reduce, and our breathing rate returns to normal. So stretching can help the body's normal stress response system function instead of running on overdrive in our excitatory response. Or there's also an opposite thing that sometimes happens in the nervous system, one that we haven't completely gone into yet, um, but the vagal system, which is composed of the vagus nerve and other cranial nerves, um, it also helps to modulate our stress. It helps, uh, it helps us to, um, in the face of too much stress, so if we have too much stress or we've been in stress for a prolonged amount of time, um, or the body th thinks that it's um, really at its kind of last response to survival, it switches to shut down place, which we call freeze response. So that can happen too. We can even be in overdrive or we can be in shutdown. And it's a really important function that I'll talk about in future podcasts, but that when we use the physiology of our body to signal the nervous system, we're doing amazing things for our overall health and well-being. Making the shift is often very hard. And that's why people say, I can't meditate because my thoughts never stop. Or I can't do yoga because I can't sit still long enough. Or I can't go out for a walk because it's even too exhausting to think about getting out of bed. Our physiology is strong because it needs to make us the most evolutionarily evolved creatures we are. We need to be able to evolve and survive. And so our physiology is really strong. So when those thoughts won't stop, when it's exhausting to get out of bed, your nervous system is thinking it's protecting you. So know that if you're feeling any of these things or have thought the things I just said, you're not weird or different and nothing is wrong with you. In fact, in the face of major life stressors, like say a year of a pandemic or any other chronically stressful situation like work, your body's doing exactly what it thinks it needs to to survive. But there's new research daily coming out around body-based therapy and the idea of somatopsychological problems. So this concept that our actual that our actual physiology, the way our body is structured, the way it's moving right now, the way we hold it affects our mind. So if we think this body-based perspective, if we think in this way, we can see how physical cues or our physiology in a person may be presenting and may be presenting mentally. So I'll explain a little bit more. That was a little confusing. Um, for example, um, when I mention like a depressed person, like this person is depressed, what in what visual do you get in your mind? You know, you probably have one, maybe some shrugged shoulders, little to no eye contact, poor posture, moving really slowly. All of these things can be really true. I, I'm assuming this is probably the visual that came to your mind. They can also look a little different. And we'll, we will talk about that in the next episode when we talk a little bit more about mental health and stress. But typically we have that visual in our mind, right? And 
go ahead and do that in your body. Slump your shoulders over. Let your, your forward body be a little bit more closed off. Turn your eyes down. What do you start to feel? You can start to feel that slowing down, right? You can start to feel that stuckness or that isolation. We know this is right. We feel it in our bodies. We know it because it's our body's wisdom. So the way our bodies move affects how we feel emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. There's a funny quote that I always remember um, by B.S.K.I. Ingar. He was a great teacher um, of the yoga tradition. And he once said, keep your armpits open and there will be no depression. <laughs> and I think that's brilliant because what he's talking about is stretching the muscles of this chest and the shoulders and the arms. If we keep that, if we're stretching those, our armpits will be open if you think about that. But it releases all the tension in the front of the body and it opens the space of the heart space. It brings our body into a more upright position with a better posture and a taller stance. And to kind of bring a tie in between modern research and, and yoga philosophy um, of how the body works, we also, there's a kind of super, there's a Superman study out there that says that um, if they, they studied people who stood with their hands on their hips really tall with their legs like spread wide, just like you would see Superman, if you, if you know that, that common action hero, they stand for that for at least 90 seconds that you can feel improved confidence and motivation. So there is scientific research about how these body-based approaches to how we hold our body, what we do with our body influences the way we feel and the way we think. So there's something to this body-based, integrative and holistic approach to looking at things, right? Our science just needs to catch up a little bit with what the body already knows, but our body knows and, our, and you have body wisdom also. And your body wisdom can tell you that you need to move your body every once in a while. And when you listen to it, it'll tell you that. And stretching is one of those that's going to help start to turn the stress response in a different pattern. So instead of excitatory, it's going to come more in that inhibitory and bring you back to rest and digest. A place where you can restore and feel better. So today, let's practice together. We'll move through a series of mindful movements and stretches. All you need is just a small open space with room to stretch while standing. So you don't need a mat if you don't want one. And you can be in your regular clothes or whatever you're wearing now. So if you can just find your space and we'll practice together. To begin to find your comfortable place to stand or sit. You might want to sit on the very edge of a chair with both feet on the floor, or you might want to stand up in the middle of the room with a little bit of space with your feet grounded on the floor, standing in a tall, upright position. We'll begin with some orienting and grounding into our space as well as some mindful movement that leads us into some very specific stretches for the body that will help build the resilience of your body's stress response system 
and bring you into a very balanced and calming state of being. So to start, just begin to look around your space, letting your head move in all directions and letting your eyes just float onto places that are pleasurable or curious or interesting. These might be colors or objects, lights. And as you move your head around and let you let your eyes gaze and seek, just let them linger if you'd like in places that feel good. Eventually bringing the gaze back to center, letting the head be neutral, just noticing the body here in this space. Maybe there are areas that feel tight and tense or uncomfortable. And maybe there's some areas that don't, that feel less uncomfortable or even pleasurable. With the feet grounded on the floor, whether you're sitting or standing, start to let your fingertips drape down by the side of your body. Turning your palms up, let your arms come out to the left and the right as you slowly float your arms up overhead. As you reach your fingertips towards the ceiling, feel the stretch along the side body all the way from your hip, through your ribs, through your arms and your fingertips. Maybe taking an extra breath as you stretch here, let your palms start to meet right overhead and then exhale, slide your palms down through center. Once they come to your navel, you can let your palms release, arms by the side, and we'll do that once again as you turn your palms up, slowly reach the arms up overhead. Taking your time to stretch through the side body all the way to the fingertips. Find your palms together at the top and then slide your hands down to center. Releasing your arms by the side, let your arms float up once more. Inhale as you reach up overhead. Exhale as your palms start to float down towards the center. As you release your palms, just let the hands land wherever they're most comfortable. On the legs or in the lap or on the chair beside you. With eyes opened, we're gonna turn our attention to stretching the neck. So without turning your head, just take your eyes and look as far over to the right as you can. Continue the face straight forward, keeping your gaze to the right, tilt your head to the right so that your right ear moves closer to your right shoulder without lifting your shoulder to meet your ear. As you stretch, you continue to gaze down to the right, pause, hold and breathe. And then gently bring your head back up through center and let your eye gaze come to center. We're gonna do the same thing on the other side with your head pointed straight forward. Take your gaze and your eyes and bring them as far to the left as you can. 
Now drop the left ear down towards the left shoulder without bringing the shoulder up to meet the ear. Continue to gaze down towards the left as you stretch the right side of your neck. Coming back up through center, let your gaze come back to center. We'll do this one more time with just a little bit of a variation with your head at center. Take your gaze to the left. Now take your right ear towards your right shoulder. As you reach your right ear to your right shoulder, your gaze is going up towards the ceiling and hold. And then come back through center. Eye gaze to center. Last time for the neck, take your gaze to the right. Drop your left ear down towards your left shoulder. Continue to gaze up to the left. Continue to breathe. Bringing the head back up through center, let your gaze come to center. Start to find some free flowing movement, moving the shoulders in circles forward and back. Maybe even not giving yourself limits or constrictions and just letting the body move where it wants to. Maybe you let the head roll around in a couple circles or semicircles. Or take the arms down by the side body and shake them out. Roll the wrists and move the fingers. If you're seated, you may want to stretch the legs out long or even stand up here. And if you're standing, maybe you wanna shift the weight side to side or shake the legs out one at a time. Just waking the body up. Coming back to your center, finding the feet flat on the floor, finding your tall posture, pause here. Let your eyes gaze on one thing in the room that's pleasurable. Find your breath, inhaling through the nose. Long, slow exhale. Notice your body in the space. Notice any changes. Know that you can come back to these stretches or this space anytime you need for as long as you need. today we practice stretching together and specifically some um, stretching that helps to improve vagal tone. Vagal tone is important to our body's stress response system and is an important part of being well. And so I'll talk a little bit more about that in the next episode that will come out in two weeks. I look forward to doing that as well as starting to discuss 
when it's not just stress and maybe there's some other mental health issues involved and how does that relate in our body? How do we still find wellness? How do we still feel whole? I look forward to talking about those things with you. Until next time, continue stretching. You don't have to do the stretches that we did today. Stretching any major muscle group of the body is important. The legs, the arms, the shoulders and the back, the core. And just taking time to sit and be still. To notice what we find pleasurable and to allow ourselves to have that experience is an important part of the process. I really enjoyed being with you today. You can always connect with me on social media, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, and our website, www.stillpointcounselingandwellness.com. If you're ever interested in working together or you're looking for someone to work with consistently, even if I'm not the person, I would be thrilled and honored to help you find your person to work with. Because as we move through life, having support systems is really important. I hope that this podcast is a support system for you. And I hope that you're able to reach out in any other ways that you need. Until next time, my friends, be well.